Hello, everybody. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. And we have been talking about dealing with stressful situations. And in the last segment, we're talking about how do we deal with stressful situations in our own heart attitudes. Uh Uh-huh. But let's talk about how do we help our kids through stressful situations, because this has been a year and a half of stressful situations, and it doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon. Have you been under stress? I mean, we're happily married, and we've got wonderful kids, and life is... is is different. Still stressful. It's still different. Still there's stress. Well, we we yes. can manage to pull stress out of anything, Hal. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember talking to a doctor one time, and he's like, you know, would you say that your that your life has a lot of stress, or do you, do you think maybe you could reduce your stress? And I'm like, I just laughed, and I said, you know, I am super happy, but uh-huh. stress is my middle name. <laughs> oh gosh, our doc- our doctor felt like for a while, like our family was like. Um, in-service training for all of his medical staff there. It's Just like so much craziness. It's like, yeah, it's like one thing or another. They say, oh, they need a typhoid vaccine. Let's talk about typhoid vaccines this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but uh-huh. the whole world has mm-hmm. been going through stress in the past year and a half. I don't think anybody has been unaffected. I don't think so either. I don't think so at all. And, and, and it's taking a toll on our kids. And, you know, it's going to be different for different families. I mean, a lot of families are dealing with uh, the disruption of schools being closed and, and doing online education with all of its uh, pitfalls. And, and uh, you others, know, others are facing loss of jobs, maybe mm-hmm. because of their convictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our friends posted something really disturbing. She lives in Ontario and about how mm-hmm. their, their government is changing things there and it's going to really affect their life. Mm-hmm. Everybody has different stresses. Right. Even when it's mostly all the same cause, like the pandemic, mm-hmm. it affects everyone in different ways. Well, you know, one of the things that we have had a lot of interesting uh, times through our, throughout our lives, and one of the decisions we made early on, which I think has been, has been proven wise over and over again, is you can only protect your kids so much and you really, it's better to discuss your situation with your kids than to try to keep them bottled up and in, in, in the Ooh. dark. Ooh. Okay, so we didn't script this beforehand. Nope. And I'm sitting here thinking this and how saying it. It's very weird. Well, okay, see, that's being one-minded. Okay, we're being seen. Because, because I mean, we've seen over, well, all right. Are you like sure you're not telepathic? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, so so like your friend, your friend who had multiple miscarriages. Yes. And at one point, one of her young teens came to me and said, Mrs. Young, tell me the truth. Does my mama have cancer? And I said, what? She said, mom is going to the doctor all the time, and she seems really nervous and anxious, and all of us kids are convinced she has cancer. No, she was pregnant, but they didn't want to tell the kids because they had a bunch of early miscarriages, and they didn't want to upset the kids. Kids were already upset. Our kids are not ignorant. They know us very well, and they know when we're upset and stressed. Mm-hmm. And so our policy has been to be honest with our kids, to be straightforward. So, guys, this is the situation. And one of our friends was quoting Corey Ten Boom with that illustration that you know she asked her her father a really awkward question as a child, and he he told her, "Well, look, you carry my suitcase off the train," and she said, "It's too heavy." And he said, "There's certain knowledge that's too heavy for you to carry." There's a time 
there's a way to discuss things that's appropriate for your teens, which isn't appropriate for your five-year-old. Well, how you tell them makes a big difference. Right. When you had cancer, mm-hmm. I did not gather the kids around and say, kids, dad has cancer and he's likely going to die. Although that's right. pretty much what the doctor told us. Well, it was not a, yeah, it wasn't an open and shut case, was it? No, so, I said, kids, dad is very sick. He has cancer. I explained what that was. Mm-hmm. And I said, and this is how it's going to affect our lives. Right. Because that's what your kids want to know. Yeah. They want to know, how is this going to affect them? And I think we kind of forget that as parents mm-hmm. because our minds, you know, we've got all this in our head. We know what it means to have cancer. Right. We know, oh, you go you go get chemo and you're going to be sick and, you know, but our kids have no idea what that means. That, you know, that was one of the hardest things for me when my father died uh-huh. is just not knowing what was going to happen. I didn't know, would we keep living in the same place? Yeah. Would we still be a family? What would the holidays look like? Who would right. walk me down the aisle when I got married? And, and some and of you those have, things, you, you, some of those things maybe you can't discuss right yet because you don't know yourself. No. But it would have helped me a lot if someone had recognized I was thinking about all that stuff and had encouraged me that it was going to be okay and that we would always be a family. Now, that's an extreme situation. Right. But all these things are running through our kids' heads. And so we need need to say, okay, this is how it's going to affect our family. And we need to point them to God. Right. And we need to recognize, too, that some of our kids are open books. We've had a couple that were just like if if a thought was on their was on their mind, they had expressed it already. It's yeah. Uh, and there was others who have kept everything bottled up. Same family, same kids, same raising, but they're just different personalities and we need to be we need to be careful to be sensitive to that and to to think, okay, just because they're not talking a, does not mean everything's okay. Right. That that's absolutely true. And and to recognize that if you've got one who is Mr. Too Much Information, as you discuss it with him in front of the siblings, maybe the quiet ones are getting what they need by overhearing it. You know, we've seen that too. But, you know, you need to be sensitive to the child that's quiet and self-contained and, you know, they don't seem to be reacting to it. You know, you don't need to interrogate them, but just talk with them and try try to feel them out. So when you're going through stressful situations... You want to be honest with your kids. You got to point them to the Lord, just like the verses we shared in the previous mm-hmm. segment. You know that all things work together for those who love God. Yes. That, that no, not a hair falls from our head, but that the Lord knows it. Mm-hmm. We we point them to the Lord and His sovereign will, and that uh-huh. He loves us and His care for us. Right. We answer their questions, but you know, there's kind of three stages of childhood that you kind mm-hmm. of need to deal with differently. Mm-hmm. Right. Our young children need to be reassured that it's going to be okay and that mom and dad have got this. And our older kids need to be brought in kind of as adults in training to say, look, we need you to pick up some, to pick up some responsibility around here because, you know, maybe your mom's going to be sick and she won't be able to do as much housework or maybe dad's going to be really busy looking for a new job or, you know, we're going to have to figure out how we're going to carpool because the car's in the shop or whatever it is. The teenagers, you know, can really step up to the plate. This makes a big difference for them. And the Lord can really use it in their lives. When mm. you had cancer, yeah, one, it brought one of our boys to, to the Lord. Yeah. Who had been so resistant 
and it brought him to Jesus. And to see what it did in his life was beautiful and incredible. And when we had to spend so much time in the hospital with with our baby that had a heart condition, that our, our child, who was very happy-go-lucky and very flippant about his schoolwork... Had to drag him through school, let's be suddenly, honest. Suddenly realized, hey, if it's going to happen, I've got to take responsibility. And it totally changed his attitude and his, his actions toward his schoolwork. It really did. Now so, he's a college graduate. So, so and, yeah. And, but, but let's talk about those middle kids before we go. So important. Because the middle kids, mm-hmm. the middle schoolers, are the ones that are kind of really in danger here. The older kids know that they can, that they, how they can help and to step up to the plate. Yeah. The younger kids just need reassurance. But those middle kids, they're kind of between. They're emotional wrecks. Mm-hmm. The, as we talk about in our book, No Longer Little, their emotions are all over the place because they're having extreme variations of hormones. And it, they they are they are smart enough and perceptive enough to, to tell no there's, there's a problem there's a problem here, and they so much want to be part of the adult solution, and yet you know they can't drive yet. They don't have experience to do different They're things. They're forgetful and adult. There's a lot that they cannot do, even though they yearn to be able to do it. It can really help this age kid mm-hmm. if you give them some of the reassurance of the young children, mm-hmm. but also some of the information of the older children, and get them helping as much as they can. I, I, I remember one of our kids, and he was our son who was really dyslexic. Yeah. So it was even more limited, the kind of things he could do without right. me. right. But I remember in the, that year of great tribulation when the baby was so sick and you had cancer. Right. I had to make a lot of copies of financial documents to mm-hmm. ask for financial aid from the hospital. And out of desperation, I grabbed him and I said, look, can I show you how to scan this? Yeah. And would you scan this? I think he was only like 10 or 11. Right. And would you just scan all these for me? He stood there for two hours scanning. Mm-hmm. And he... Didn't look tired. He looked relieved because he'd been to, been able to do something to really help. And so, you know, and there's a lot of times when the best thing we can do for those around us is to allow them to help. You know, right. I remember I remember when there was a death in the family when I was growing up that, you know, somebody wanted, somebody desperately wanted to do something and, and they'd already, people had already brought meals, people had already done a lot of the things. And I just I just pulled something out of my head. I said, "Could you show me how to do such and such? You know, something that yeah. something to cook in the kitchen." And she was so relieved. But you know, it, it says in Galatians that we are to bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. And if we don't share our burdens with other people, they can't fulfill that commandment. And so it's okay to say, "Hey, can you help me with this?" Even yeah. if you think I can take care of this. And let me encourage you that your middle schools are a lot more capable than you think. Our twelve year old is in there making homemade meatballs. Your your middle schoolers uh-huh. are a lot more capable than you think. If you don't know, get our book no longer little. We'll talk to you about that. Yes. But before we go, how we need to talk about the release. Uh huh. When stressful times are over, is a time of danger for your family. Let's talk about that after we hear from our sponsor. Okay. Okay. So hang on for just a moment. Where are you, men of courage? From Sherwood Pictures and the Kendrick Brothers comes Courageous Legacy. I want to know what God expects of me. I don't feel like I started well. I want to finish well. Celebrating 10 years of impact on fathers and families. Now remastered in 4K, including a new ending and bonus scenes. I believe every father should step up and answer the call and say, I will. 
I will. Courageous Legacy. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. In theater September 24th. Okay, so we've taken our family through a time of great stress, and we've all pulled together as a team, and finally we come out of that dark tunnel, and we're back in the sunshine. And everybody falls apart. Because they've been Mm -hmm. buttoned up, holding it together, being brave during whatever mm -hmm. crisis. My grandmother had a little plaque that she kept back in the office, a place where she worked, that says, says, when the rush is over, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I've worked for it. I deserve it. Nobody's going to deprive me of it. And that is, you know what? That is so much human nature, isn't it? Well, I remember when our youngest was released from ICU. Mm -hmm. And on the way home, I had absolute hysterics. Oh, mercy. I can't forget that. Yeah, and you would... Gosh, all the nurses and the doctors, they said, man, she is a rock. She is informed. She's advocating for this child. She is she is on the spot. Everybody was just admiring your strength and your character. And it was like, we got five minutes away from the hospital and you came unhinged. I lost it, y'all. Yeah, golly. I mean, blubbering mess. Blubber and, I, and yeah, I said, do we need to pull over? You said, no, just keep driving. It's like, ooh, what's going on? What was going on is... I could let go of that stern, tough hold that I had to do to make sure that what needed to happen happened how. And if yeah. an adult does that, we should not be surprised when our kids do. So yeah. frequently when the stress lets up, our teenagers act like toddlers. And our, our, our younger kids who've been so good through all this start bickering and fighting, and it feels like everything falls apart. Even well, couples can start arguing and bickering. Well, haven't we haven't we all known people who had a, a child with a terminal illness and the whole family pulled together and they were so strong and the illness is over and whether the child has gone to the Lord or if the child is, is recovering or whatever, when the stress is off and the couple breaks up and you think, you stayed together for the sake of the child. Now the child is, is healthy or the, or, or the situation's resolved. And now you're going to fall apart? Now you're going to be short with each other? But it doesn't have to be that way. We just need it to doesn't. be aware and it we doesn't. need to give each other lots of grace. Maybe and just take recognize- some time off. Yes. Take some time off school. Watch some movies together. Go swimming together. Go on a hike together. Uh-huh. You know, take time off. Relax. Unwind. Overlook the, the babyishness of people who have been acting like adults. Even the adults. Even the adults. Yes. And give each other love and grace because... Just plan on it. Plan just on it. schedule it. Just to say, hey, when we're released from the hospital or when the when we've got the new job underway or whatever, don't say, okay, now we're back to normal because you aren't. No. You've got to, you got to ease back into normal at that point. Yeah. And so, yeah, good advice there. Very good advice. All right, so... We've been talking about dealing with stressful situations, dealing with it in our own hearts and helping our children and our families to negotiate through it. And it can, and I Uh used to worry a lot. We've Uh had a lot of different stressful situations. I used to worry a lot how on the effect it was having on our children. Uh I felt like it's just not fair that our kids have to go through this, that they have to bear so much responsibility. But now that those kids are adults, Uh I look at it and I see the good fruit that God brought about because I was on bed rest. My kids learned responsibility because they, they knew sickness in our family. They learned compassion. Right. 
You know, they, they learned the character things that God wanted them to learn. Well, isn't it James that says that, that we should rejoice when we go through trials because those trials provoke all sorts of godly fruit, all sorts of perseverance and faith and, and other things. I can't quote it off the top of my head, but you know the verse I'm talking about. We'll put it in the show notes. But um, at any rate, <clears throat> we've been talking about all of that. If you've got a topic you'd like for us to talk about, how about leave us a message on our listener response line? You can find that at 919-295-0321. And just leave us a message, and we'll we'll see if we can get that onto the program for you, okay? Again, that's 919-295-0321. And if your kids need help with gratitude, mm-hmm. go grab Pollyanna mm-hmm. and its sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pollyanna grows up mm-hmm. at our website at RaisingRealMen.com right. slash shop. Mm-hmm. S- hit audiobooks, and you'll find mm-hmm. it there. It's great helping your kids through stressful times and even our teenage boys loved it right okay so look we appreciate your time with us and hope that it's been helpful and encouraging to you and uh, until next time I'm Hal and I'm Melanie thanks for joining us okay bye y'all you've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young if you found this program interesting challenging and encouraging why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com that's H-A-L-A-N-D M-E-L-A-N-I-E dot com or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Alan Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.